Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is December 22nd, 2022, and our first story, the insane and bloated $1.7 trillion omnibus has passed the Senate. You've been sold out by Republicans and Democrats alike, giving $45 billion to Ukraine while the southern border is porous and broken. In our next story, bombshell evidence released in the Kerry Lake trial shows no chain of custody and duplicated ballots with no original to be shown. This is damning evidence, but the media is ignoring it. And in our last segment, Avatar 2 is roasted by the woke, calling for a boycott because it's racist, because white people are playing alien characters. Yeah, apparently they're calling it a white man's fantasy. If you like the show, give us a good review and leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. Good news coming in now from NBC. Senate passes $1.7 trillion government funding bill that overhauls U.S. election law. This is fantastic news for every single Republican, because as we all know, Mitch McConnell said that the biggest priority for Americans is making sure that Ukraine gets $45 billion of our money to protect themselves. Meanwhile, the southern border is collapsing. And where we have some kind of, let's just call it deterrence in Arizona, the governor has agreed to capitulate to Joe Biden and remove the makeshift border barrier that they put up. Look, I can't say I'm surprised the omnibus has passed. And by a large margin, the Republican Party is a bunch of swamp monsters. Now, the Democrats we know are going to back this bill because they're basically cultists as it is. And this is part of their ethos. Take power, spit on your constituents. Nothing else matters. Republicans, at the very least, have to maintain some kind of messaging. So, of course, even Kevin McCarthy was rejecting the omnibus. A lot of people were surprised by that because he's basically an establishment shill. But you see, pressure works. The leftist cult will vote for any Democrat for any reason. None of them will oppose any of this. No, 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 don't get me wrong. There's a handful of leftists who reject the establishment, but I'm saying their voter base, they don't care. $1.7 trillion. Okay. I'll tell you why this should matter to you. Because it means that if you've been saving up for that new laptop, it's now going to be harder to buy. But they hope you don't notice and you don't care. But inflation's through the roof. Here's what you do. Here's the test. Go on Amazon. 
Find the thing you want that you're saving up to get. Maybe you need a new computer for work, right? A tablet. Select it. Place it in your shopping cart. And then just wait. Let's say you need to save up 500 bucks. So you say, okay, I'm going to put it in my shopping cart and I'm going to wait. I guarantee you this. In a few weeks time, when you're finally close to paying for that device, you will see the price has gone up. I know because it's happened to me. Because I'll go onto these stores, I'll try and buy something, or I'll forget to check out or something like that. And then I come in later and it's like, notice the price has increased. That's what they're doing. And what is in this omnibus bill? Well, there have been many Republicans, not most of them, that have been trying to go through this to figure out where they're dumping your money, where they're extracting the value from your savings and who they're sending it to. And oh, there's like the corporate press, Ukraine. How about that? Billions upon billions of dollars extracted from your buying power. And they hope you don't notice, but they don't care about you. Rand Paul had an epic takedown of why this matters, because they had nine to 10 months to come up with a bill and get it to everyone to read. Instead, they give them a day or two to read through 4,000 plus pages to figure out whether or not they're voting on it. And you know what all of these people do? They march in lockstep. Do you know where your money is being sent? Do you care that the southern border is being ran through? I saw a post from, I think it was Vosh, leftist guy, and he said, a conservative needs to explain to me why I care about, why I should care about this. And it's just like the southern, it was, it's a video of the southern border being just, just run through by the largest migrant group ever, or I, I believe that's what they were claiming. And I'm like, well, aside from the fact that most young women who are on those journeys get abused physically, and I mean like very seriously, aside from the fact that they're trafficking in lethal drugs, killing people, leaving people to die in the desert, it's disruptive to the working class. Yeah, I get it, though. Vosh is probably making a good enough amount of money that he doesn't know or care what it means to be working class. And the Democrats, as most of you know, they want their surf class. They want low income people coming from across the border so they can work these laptop class jobs. Well, let's talk about these problems. These are the problems. We should be supporting the American people. Instead, we're dumping money into foreign countries for war that none of us want. We're refusing to secure the border when everyone basically wants it. And none of these politicians have your back. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com to become a member and support our work. At TimCast.com, you can click that beautiful Join Us button. As a member, you'll get access to exclusive uncensored episodes of TimCast IRL. But more importantly, you're just generally supporting what we're working on. I am setting up, uh, we are working on our first coffee shop. So we can create a physical location people can hang out at. That way they can share ideas. Families can come in. And I hope we can set up hundreds of these in the future so that we have something pushing back on the woke establishment. We're not going to put, you know, uh, leftist symbols in our windows. We're going to put Molan Labe in our windows. And when we have a thousand chains all across the country, it's going to be really funny when people walk up to the window and there's a big old Molan Labe flag. That's why you should become a member. If you think what we're doing is cool, we'll do our best to keep pushing. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share this show with your friends. Let's grab this story from NBC News. They say the Senate voted on Thursday to pass a $1.7 trillion government funding bill, sending it to the House to avoid a holiday shutdown. The vote was 68 to 29 on sweeping legislation. 
that will keep the government funded through next fall and overhaul election laws in an attempt to prevent another January 6th. Now, surprisingly, even Rand Paul was in favor of that. I have some arguments. It came after votes on a potpourri of amendments, including landmark workplace protections for pregnant and breastfeeding employees. I'm sorry, I thought it was chest feeding NBC News. The bill also includes nearly $45 billion of additional military, economic and humanitarian assistance to Ukraine. Mm, That's right. From start to finish, from top to bottom, this omnibus is bold, generous, far reaching and ambitious, Chuck Schumer said. It's not everything we would have wanted, of course, when you're dealing in in a bipartisan, bicameral way. You have to sit down and get it done. And that means each side has to concede some things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that election change. What they've done is an end run around Congress. By putting these legislative changes into a funding bill, they force it through. And these Republicans are so pathetic that they'll just go along with it. Mitch McConnell is a Democrat, okay? Now, I can already hear the Democrats being like, no, he's not. He's not one of us, dude. He loves you guys. McConnell and McCarthy are both Democrats as far as I'm concerned. Fine. What I mean to say is they are part of the uniparty, the establishment that will always vote in its interests and against the interests of the American people. Yeah, that is the corrupt swamp monster agenda. The legislation has divided the Republican Party, with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky endorsing it, and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy of California pushing to torpedo it as he courts right-wing votes to become Speaker. Vote them all out. I don't care. And this is exactly why people are telling Marjorie Taylor Greene no. MTG, I like MTG, but she came out and endorsed Mitch McConnell. And she said, here's the things that Mitch McConnell has pledged to do for us. And I'm just like, Okay, you know, I can respect the reformer approach to a certain degree because I hold many of those views, but I'm just kind of like, I don't care if McCarthy comes out and opposes the omnibus because it's meaningless platitudes. I mean, the dude comes out and says, we're not going to do this, knowing it's going to happen anyway. I don't believe that dude will do anything better for us, for the American people. Mitch McConnell certainly won't. So I am uninterested. Let me let me say it this way. With all due respect to Marjorie Taylor Greene, I'll tell you why I will never support Kevin McCarthy. And it's quite simple. I am not a Republican. I don't like Republicans. I don't like Democrats. I don't like the establishment two party system. I don't care for your party leadership. I don't care for suckling the teat of some dude because of a ranking position. They're all garbage politicians and they all need to be voted out. I would rather see. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. 
Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. A reckoning for the Republican Party and Kevin McCarthy lose the speakership to a Democrat, then get behind these garbage politicians. I don't care about who is the speaker. You know why? Uh, well, let, let, let me clarify. I don't care if it's the establishment Republican or the establishment Democrat, because you're coming to me and you're saying, would you like to support a uniparty establishment shill or a uniparty establishment shill? And I say, yo, I'm not a Republican. You are lucky I vote for you in the first place. So when I see people like Kevin McCarthy lose and the Democrats win the speakership, I'm just like, why would I care? if the same party is in control the entire time. So again, I like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm saying that to McCarthy. I do. I think MTG is a, is, a, is a good person. I humbly disagree. And sorry, I do have a plan. And that plan is avoid at all costs garbage like McConnell and McCarthy. For too long, they have gutted and ripped this country to shreds. They don't speak for the people. They certainly don't speak for me. And that is not me saying that as some kind of Trump supporter, because I barely support that guy as it is. No, I will tell you why I'm pissed off, because I am not a Republican. I am not a Democrat. And I expect from those seeking to challenge the establishment. Consistency. You know, I suppose the argument is Kevin McCarthy will give us some stuff again. I can respect that. MTG says that there's no plan for the Never Kevins. They just don't want Kevin. I'm like, I I have a plan. Send a bone chilling message to the establishment. We would rather see the Democrats take the speakership in a Republican controlled Congress than give you one more inch. Why is it that it's the fault of those opposing McCarthy? Why is it not the fault of those who refuse to allow a real America first candidate to be the speaker. Why isn't it their fault? I'm going to say it again. You know what? I'll tone it down. I'll tone it down for all of you. I don't know nothing about no Kevin McCarthy. I ain't supporting the establishment. Have a nice day. That's it. That's all that matters to me. And then you're going to come out and be like, but dude, if McCarthy comes in, he's saying he's going to get his investigation. I don't care. I literally don't care. But, 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 you know, if he's in, he's going to FBI, Twitter files don't care It's not going to happen. They're lying to you. I ain't falling for it. And I just don't care. It's all the same group of people, all the same people who go behind closed doors and pat each other on the back. And then, look, I don't believe that he actually opposes the omnibus bill. Don't know. Don't care either way. I'm not a Republican. If y'all think you're going to win over people like me, you're wrong. I barely supported Trump in 2020. No, 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 don't get me wrong. What I mean is I certainly got behind his policies and voted for the guy. But what you need to understand is it wasn't until like August and he puts out his agenda and says school choice, banning wokeness and government contracts, ending foreign war. And I was like, all right, all right, I'm going to vote for this. You come to me now with everything and you think I'm going to vote for this. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you why it ain't happening. 
Let me let me let me play for you this video. I want you to hear this so you can really understand. Making sure the Defense Department can deal <clears throat> with the major threats coming from Russia and China, providing assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians. That's the number one priority for the United States right now, according to most Republicans. That's sort of how we see the th challenges confronting uh, the country at the moment. Oh, OK. That, that's that's how Republicans see it. OK. And this is why I'm not going to support these people. And this is why I'm not going to vote for someone who does. That's just it. Plain and simple. You will not get support from me. Mitch McConnell saying that the, that the priority for America is, is helping Ukrainians. Look, man, I got Ukrainian friends. I think Ukraine is an awesome country. I think what Russia is doing is horrible. But uh, I'm pretty sure the priority for me and most Americans is to make sure most Americans are making it through tough times. I'm pretty sure the, the issue is people who are losing their jobs. I'm pretty sure the issue is people who are losing their homes. I'm pretty sure the issue is hyperinflation in the United States. I'm pretty sure the issue is not for most Americans sitting there in their squalor, struggling to pay their bills, going, well, but at least we're giving our money to Ukraine. You want to vote for that stuff? Fine. Go ahead. I don't care. I ain't doing it. You can come out and scream to the high heavens. We have to support McCarthy and McConnell. And I'm going to be like, bro, I'm not a Republican. You're not talking to me. I ain't on your team. You got to give me some real solutions. And these people ain't it. So have a nice day, man. Look, do your thing. Congratulations. When you win, you win. But uh, good luck winning without the support of the moderates who are sick of the establishment because you ain't winning over us. Here's what I see. The ticking border time bomb, 1,000 migrants in the largest caravan in history crosses the Rio Grande into El Paso. With huge numbers being released onto the streets in just nine days until Title 42 ends. You know, they say that these videos are some of the biggest we've ever seen. And I'm sitting here like, if you have no borders, you have no country, man. It's just plain. It's, it's, it's very, very simple. I got no beef with any of these people. I wish these people the best. I really do. But uh, you can't just break in, take our stuff and think we'll sit here and say, yeah, it's fine. So Vosh asks, why should I care about this? I can give you a bunch of reasons why you should care, if I care about it, my friend. Let's start with the humanitarian angle. A lot of these people die. These young women overwhelmingly raped and raped multiple times. Okay, so the black market smuggling and human trafficking, bad thing in general. That's a question for you. Is, is human trafficking a good or bad thing, Vosh? I'm not, I'm not trying to be cute. I'm saying obviously you think it's a bad thing, right? Okay. Well, in that case, there's the number one reason why you should be opposed to this. Because coyotes, human traffickers, are smuggling people across the border and they're raping young girls. That's horrifying. A lot of these people die. That's horrifying. Then you have the more, something I think Vosh probably doesn't care about. And that's um, decorum, that we try to maintain a system of order and law so that we can learn to live together and we can have stability. Well, with that being broken and disrupted, I'll tell you what happens. There's a, a, a bit I was reading about with the Civil War where a contributing factor was the South saying the Fugitive Slave Act, which I think was something in like the 1850s or actually way earlier than that, I believe they say it's not being upheld. The federal government passed a bill saying that if a slave escapes from the South and goes to the North, that that person must be returned. I actually think it's a, a good moral thing that nobody was doing that, but it did create a potential for civil war. Why? When the federal government did not enforce that law, the South said, OK, 
If the law is not being enforced, why should we be party to your system of laws? And there creates a very serious problem. Now, as I stated already, when it comes to civil war, it's like, yeah, well, too bad, dude. That is a, a moral failing to an extreme degree that slavery had persisted as long as it did. And uh, it was right to allow human beings not to be enslaved, to allow them to be free. But you see the point, instability. I'm not saying right now that with the southern border, law and order is the definitive reason. But I'm saying for many people, it is a reason. Now, I don't think this issue is as morally reprehensible as uh, slavery. Slavery, I think, is clear cut. Our morals say individuals have rights. Our Constitution says it. So when they were trying to own people, it's like, yeah, you're wrong on that one. Now, hold on there a minute. This is a different moral issue. These are people outside of our society and our rules of laws trying to break in illegally in violation of our rules. They don't respect our country, which brings me to the next reason. People who have no regard for the laws of this country will likely have no regard for the laws once they're in this country. And thus, we will see a rise, an escalation in disorder. Just another reason, but I'll give you a leftist reason. Economic instability. We cannot accurately, uh, adequately plan for a large influx of low-skill workers. Now, you, life doesn't like calling them low-skill workers. I don't care. Call them whatever you want. What ends up happening is you've got 10 laborers, Americans, and they say, we charge 20 bucks an hour. Then 10 more migrants show up and say, yeah, yeah, we can work. And they go, okay, well, I'll hire these guys. They're cheaper. And then you displace the market and you hurt the middle class. The reason I bring this up in the context of McConnell, McCarthy, and the omnibus bill is that uh, they're actually, uh, they're not getting it done. Look at this. How Title 42 is complicating Biden's border policy. One of the big components of the omnibus bill was that they were trying to get an amendment in to extend it. Title 42 basically says if someone enters the country and they want to seek asylum or whatever, they got to wait in Mexico. With that ending, we are going to see a massive influx of illegal activity on our borders. And you know what? They couldn't get the amendment passed, so they just passed it anyway. And now here's what we have to contend with. The Texas National Guard is securing the border with razor wire and military vehicles. Enhanced security measures are part of Governor Abbott's invasion declaration. That's where we're at. Razor wire and military vehicles on the border. But those people know they're not going to do anything. And nobody's going to shoot an illegal immigrant trying to cross the border, maybe back in the day, but not now. Maybe, however, the traffickers and the people who are abusing women. But there's more. Oh, there's so much more. We got a statement from Donald Trump, one I can respect. Our country is under invasion. Trump releases 2024 immigration policy. This has nothing to do with asylum. Anyone who pretends otherwise plays into the hands of Biden and the criminal cartels from Donald Trump. This should have been the statement he put out when he did the NFT thing. This is the one that's actually shocking to me. Take a look at this picture. I'm impressed by this. The winding makeshift border wall made from shipping containers runs through several miles of national forest along the U.S.-Mexico border in Arizona. This is a photo of a fake border wall. Well, I should say it's a literal border wall, but it was makeshift. Shipping containers stacked on top of each other. It's not the hardest thing in the world to climb over, but a barrier is a barrier. Here's the news. Arizona agrees to dismantle border wall made from cargo containers. Governor Doug Ducey agreed to remove the barrier after the Biden administration sued, accusing the state of trespassing on federal land and damaging the environment. They 
are gutting this country on purpose. Hey, look at this. I love international relations. I love international cooperation. I love me some international trade. I love me the idea of a world court. I said the idea idea of because I'm not so convinced that the world court currently is good. Here's my view of how the planet should be. I'll call it like a global republic system. I think that war is bad and we don't want war. I think most of you would agree. War is bad. We don't want war. Okay, let's talk about solutions. How do we as a nation prevent war? Well, you can do the liberal economic order thing and world police. That's bad because that just means war. Or you can have you can have an international assembly of world police, which has very, very weak power and authority and no authority to actually enter into a country to enforce laws. I'll put it this way. The United States and its borders should be secured. The United States shall rule over its own land and protect its people because we are a community. Outside, people can do what they, they deem necessary. They can have their laws. They can vote for the government they want. And then when conflict arises, there is a world court which seeks to prevent major conflict and rectify. We haven't seen that with the United States. That's not what's happening. I'm not so convinced it could happen necessarily, but it's preferable to war, at least the idea. Perhaps it's utopian. The ideas that we're facing now, a porous border, billions of dollars being sent off to Ukraine instead of our own borders, our own workforce, our own country. What is actually happening with these global elites is they don't care for a global Republican society. They want a global democratic society. I mean, it really does feel like we're living in a simulation. There's the Republic and there's the democracy. Then you have the Republicans and the Democrats. Isn't it funny how that works? In a Republic, we get to mind our own business. That's it. That's all that matters. In our borders, you have no authority. Outside of our borders, the world court, that's where they get involved. And instead of there being a major conflict, there would be administrative sanctions and things like that. I don't know if uh, such a system is possible, to be, to be completely honest. I just kind of hope it does. I am, uh, um, you got people who claim, I, I love this, there are people who are like, the real battle is globalist versus nationalist. And I'm like, yeah, kind of, but like not really. Because I think a, a, a place to be that's good for all of us is that there is an international system of cooperation to adjudicate conflicts between nations, borders, etc. But that within our own borders, you can't do anything. Sorry. You, know, you can't come in here and do whatever you want, as opposed to how the United States works, where the federal government can actually go in and screw around. No, no, no. I'm saying like, you can't come into the United States. But if like Afghanistan invades a country, then I'll put it this way. Here's kind of how I see it. Let's say you have this world system, right? And then you can deal with international criminal law through that. There is a world court. Let's say that someone declares war or invades. Let's say Canada invades the United States. The United States then has the option to call upon the, the, the world system and say, please come in and, and repel this. But your sovereignty remains your sovereignty. And the world authority figure essentially can only be underneath the nation. Meaning if, if you operate within the U.S., you operate under the orders of the U.S.
It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine engine repairs, and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com slash carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. But that's only if, if they welcome you in. I guess it's, it's, it's a utopian kind of hope that we can get to a point where instead of full scale warfare, we have adjudication that everyone abides by. In the meantime, what we're actually dealing with is a government that is just gutting the country, extracting its value, basically burning it to the ground. Final funding bill includes $45 billion for Ukraine. You know, this is the pathetic and dirty game they play. The final amount included in the year end must pass omnibus bill means Ukraine will get $8 billion more than the $37 billion that President Biden asked Congress for last month. Bravo. Bravo. Broken down. The funds include about $11.9 billion to replenish U.S. weapons stocks that have been dipped into since February 24th. Yeah. A summary of the supplemental aid also noted that $9 billion will go to the Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative, which offers efforts to train, equip, and provide intelligence support to Ukraine's military. Another $7 billion will go towards U.S. European Command Mission and Intelligence Support, pay, equipment, and related activities. Yeah. In addition, $300 million is meant for advanced nuclear reactors and blah, blah, blah. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Daily Mail's got a report out. The FBI, the CIA, they've infiltrated all these big tech companies. They explicitly work on misinformation. They are seeking to control the narrative, to manipulate us because they're evil. They're evil people. Let's, let's, let's see who's this guy. In a video posted on Facebook's website, Aaron Berman, the president's former briefer at the CIA, explained how he is the manager of the team that writes the rules for Facebook. He's evil, right? And, and I'll explain to you what I mean by evil. These people think that they can operate in secret to subvert the United States and the will of the people to control it because they're smarter than you. They're better than you. Now, let's be real. There are smarter people and there are stupid people. And boy, are stupid people hard to work with. But here's my worldview. My worldview is that we are each independent individuals who are entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that means that you cannot impose your will on me without my consent. But this is exactly what they're doing when they take jobs at Facebook and then seek to manipulate. Aaron Berman is the president, president's former briefer at the CIA, turned senior policy manager for misinformation at Meta. Ah, uh, yeah. He left his job at the CIA in July 2019 to become a senior policy manager for misinformation at Meta. These people are evil people. They think they're smarter than you. They think they're better than you. They think they should be in control of you. And they justify it by saying psychotic things like, you know, if I don't do it, someone else will. Or if I don't do it, this country could be destroyed, blah, blah, blah. 
We're not supposed to be the world police. It's not supposed to be this way. But these people think that there is a way to rule the world in secret, controlling people's hearts and minds. I'm not naive. I recognize that if the U.S. was left to randomness, it could potentially collapse. That if the U.S. did not have a unified culture or vision, Russia and China, they could take over. But I also I also believe that these people are addicted to the machine that they have built. I believe that decentralization will likely lead to a stronger and more robust country. We'll have better technology. We will have better weapons. We will be more influential. Instead, what we've gotten over the past hundred years is a an, an increasingly authoritarian and centralized power structure that's become addicted to itself, terrified that if it gives up control, Russia or China would take over. When in fact, they're probably the ones who are propping up Russia and China in the first place. So here we are learning now that all of this horrifying stuff. So many former CIA and FBI are working at big tech companies and probably watching videos like this, which is probably why when I made several YouTube videos about a particular CIA agent, they were removed without notice. And why at Facebook, if you said the name of a particular CIA agent or analyst, I believe your post would be removed. Yeah, we snuck a few by them. But uh, they were actively going through and deleting posts without notice if you named a guy. Because they're evil. Evil as evil comes. The world should not be this way. Perhaps it is naive to think we could defeat the powers of the Chinese Communist Party in a totally decentralized system. But my view is simply this. The ends don't justify the means because you'll never meet the ends. That is to say that if you at Facebook intelligence assets and agents think that manipulating people through censorship will help fight back against these other countries, I got bad news for you. You basically made that country here at home already. You've already lost. But maybe they're in on it. Maybe. And I think this is probably true. They're trying to help China win. They like the Chinese Communist Party. They like unilateral control. And thus, evil people, they're in these companies. Deborah Berman, former analyst at the CIA, is a trust and safety manager who wrote, I am fortunate to have been spared meta layoffs today. Unlike Elon Musk, our leadership clearly values trust and safety, blah, 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 blah. That's right. Chris Rose, political and counter-terror analyst at the CIA, joins Meta's oversight board. Oh, it's so weird. So interesting how all that is. So I'll tell you what I think. I said it before and I'll say it again. The reason why my channel is allowed to exist is because these people allow it to. I can't tell you exactly why. I can appreciate being able to insult them directly and call them evil to their faces. But I think we, they, they treat us like livestock. They don't treat you like another person. They think they're smarter than you. They think they're better than you. They think they know everything. And uh, they treat us like livestock. I believe that my shows are probably tolerated because they're just moderate enough. Yeah, there's got to be a pressure release valve for dissent. Otherwise, people revolt. Whatever it is, the game, I can only tell you one thing. These people have never explained to the American people why they do what they do. And that makes them illegitimate, period. They may have an internal justification for how they're protecting us. They may actually be. 
You know, I, I see those stories where uh, the employee doesn't understand why the manager does what they do, and they complain about it. And you're like, if only you knew the hard work the manager did. Stop being so arrogant. Oh, I'm not so arrogant. I fully recognize there's a strong possibility many of these people actively are fending off threats. The unfortunate thing is we're not a corporation. We're a country. And that means they have to justify what they do to us. But they don't. So long as they don't, they will not get my defense. And they can make all the arguments about how if we revealed that information, it would be a detriment. Too bad. You're either of, for, and by the people or you're against the people. I'll leave it there. Congratulations, Republicans. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. This will be the last show of the year. We're taking next week off, but we're going to have a big show, hopefully, on our first day back in the new year. Should be very, very exciting. So thank you all so much for hanging out. Become a member at timcast.com, and we will see you all tonight at Timcast IRL. Day one of Carrie Lake's trial ended, and day two begins soon. Watching this trial, here's what I can tell you right off the bat. The media's lying. Don't get your hopes up. There was a lot of shocking testimony, evidence presented by expert witnesses about issues on election day and issues with ballot printers. The media right now is reporting that there's no shockers. There wasn't even a pea shooter, no smoking gun. Okay, well, here's what we have. You had a witness, and I'm going to show you all the evidence. I'm going to show you all of the evidence. A witness said the ballots are normally 20 inches. That's the paper. They took a 20 inch piece of paper, but shrunk the the actual printer image to 19, meaning the ballot tabulator would not recognize what was being put in it. And then it got rejected. Three witnesses, I think, presented very, very strong evidence, which would require a very serious investigation. At the very least, I think some remedy, some temporary remedy should be granted to Carrie Lake. I'm not saying definitively one way or another. I know exactly what happened or why. But the witness testimony we have so far is that intentional actions were taken to disrupt the election. To put it simply, because I got to walk you through this very complicated. These ballot images were being rejected. The first witness, this guy Clay Parikh, I think his name is, said that the only way the ballot images, like the like the, the PDF file that would get printed onto the paper, the only way that could be changed was by bypassing security and then altering the physical hardware of the machine or the printer settings in the software. Basically, some kind of tampering beyond security measures. Thus, it could not be an accident. Then you had testimony from another individual, a roving lawyer who said a hundred and some odd voting centers were having this problem. How could that be an accident? And then probably one of the stupidest things I got to tell you, man, what is, what is the old saying uh, for lawyers? Never ask a question you don't already know the answer to. And the lawyer asked, do you have any knowledge that this election would have turned out differently if these you know, things didn't occur? And there was an objection, but then ultimately answers. He said, well, the vote margin for Kerry Lake was 17,000 votes. And he says, there is no question in my mind that if these voting problems did not happen, he basically said, I, I want to make sure I get it right. He said that if the voting problems didn't happen because the vote margin was only 17,000, Kerry Lake would be governor. Now that's the opinion of one guy. And this is what I want to stress. Right now you have 
a witness saying the only way this could happen is if it was an, if it was intentionally done. That's just a witness. That doesn't mean we know definitively that someone did this. That's an important factor. The second thing is you had uh, this. Uh, you know what? I should I should start going through this instead of trying to break it down myself and show you what's going on. The big shocker I want to say is that the corporate press is lying. Oh, OK, big shocker. The corporate press is lying about everything, hands down. And that's what has me worried. YouTube's rules are that, you know, you can't claim widespread glitches or errors resulted in a, a different outcome in a, uh, um, a certified election. This is the problem, YouTube. This is a trial currently underway, and we've not even gotten to a hardcore investigation because of the way the law is set up. So even when the second witness testified that a private company called Runbeck, that the employees there claim it's a perk that you can bring ballots in outside of the chain of custody, they said, yeah, but that's only 50, right? Only 50 ballots. Who knows? Doesn't sound like 17,000 to me. That's the argument they're making. The fact that the media is covering this up shouldn't be a surprise to you, but is terrifying. So let me show you some things. Let me show you some clips. And I want to give a shout out to Tim Guest's good friends, Robert Barnes and Viva Fry, who have amazing coverage of this. And uh, I love their commentary. It was absolutely fantastic. And I'm going to show you some of those selects that they were tweeting out because they're amazing. Key points from the trial presenting legitimate evidence. Let, this is what I will stress. Carrie Lake in my opinion, has not proven anything. Now I know, hold on. A lot of people are going to get mad. What do, you, what do you mean, Tim? She, no, no, hold on. What's happened is witnesses have provided sworn testimony. That's evidence of a thing, not definitive proof of a thing. But this is what we need. The question is whether the judge will accept the evidence from this testimony or reject it. The defense has not discredited this evidence. And this is another point, not that you, you, you can easily do it. It's hard to prove a negative. But when the second second witness comes out and says there is no chain of custody on nearly 300,000 ballots as a definitive sworn statement of fact, the defense need only say, here it is. Here's the paper. OK, they don't have it. Why doesn't this massive team of lawyers have the chain of custody documents. It is a legal requirement for them to exist. So where are they? Do they exist or don't they? If Kerry Lake's team is on this as a witness, a witness testifying, there is no chain of custody document. We don't know how to track these ballots because there is a legal requirement for them to exist. It should be an easy step to be like, here's your document. Judge, can you dismiss this? That's all they had to do. There's a reason why the judge did not dismiss the chain of custody argument and the tabulator argument, because these are questions of fact. And that means that Katie Hobbs team and Maricopa County's team could literally just be like, OK, here's the tabulator working. Here is the chain of custody documents dismissed. They didn't do it. And then we got testimony. Testimony is evidence. The media will lie and claim it's not. It is not definitive proof. I know a lot. Of, look, a lot of people are like, Tim, just admit it. Carrie Lake won and all that. Bro, I like Carrie Lake. She's amazing. Was speaking with her recently. We have a journalist embedded at this trial going through all of this. I am just trying to make sure that I dot the I's and cross the T's. We don't want to come out and, and make definitive statements too early. 
What I can say right now is evidence has been presented and not been refuted, and the media is lying about it. And this evidence must be answered for, because I'll tell you this right now. If the court, if the judge comes out and says, yeah, there's evidence, but I don't care, case dismissed, right? You, 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 didn't, you didn't sufficiently prove intent. This is one of the most shocking and devastating things that could possibly happen in this country. The fact that at trial, you have a guy say, the only way it's possible is if it's intentional and the defense offering no counter, just the media lying. And we don't get answers for that. I think the confidence in this country will be destroyed, or at least in Arizona, to to, to put it mildly. Let's take a look at some of what we got. AP says, Kerry Lake trial to be Arizona governor lacks day one shockers. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S., they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It's, it's just insane, insane that they would say it lacked uh, shockers. Lake's attorneys claim the chain of custody for ballots was broken at an offsite facility. The county disputes the claim. Dude, that's a shocker. All they got to do is produce the chain of custody documents they're legally required to have. The law says you have to have documents showing where the ballots came from and where they're going. They don't have it. Or I should say they didn't present it. You can't just come out and be like, we got it. Okay, where is it? It's in a box somewhere. No, 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 no. If witnesses testify under oath, they were told when requesting these, they don't exist and they were not delivered. The judge should be like, okay, well, that's a sworn statement. Can you produce these documents in question? An amazing moment happened when the plaintiff, this is Carrie Lake's team, asked the witness, did the defense bring any evidence of these chain of custody documents? No. Well, that would easily win them their case. So here you have sworn statements, sworn testimony. They did not produce these. And they also said they didn't exist. Well, okay. what else are you supposed to do? Because these county officials aren't going to report themselves for committing crimes. It is illegal to not have this. Let's take a look at some of what we got. This is the smoking gun, in my opinion. Carrie Lake War Room says breaking in violation of state law, Maricopa County separated the duplicate ballot from the original ballot before the recount, making them irreconcilable. Brian Krasenstein, I like the Krasensteins. I, I respect that they, 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 they disagree. But here, Brian, you're wrong. He just said two words, sore loser. Brian, it's illegal to, to do this. OK, you can call Carrie Lake a sore loser. Fine. But we still need to reconcile the crimes that are being alleged under penalty of perjury. I mean, that matters, doesn't it? They said, OK, so here's what happens. Let me let me I don't think I have any of this in order. 
because uh, I just pulled up all of this, all these documents. But the first witness, let me let me just go through this because I got so much that I, that, that I want to go through. The first witness says, take a look at this. This is from Kate or die 19 inch ballots printed on a 20 inch ballot paper. This is very, very important. Let's see. We can pull it up. So on the left, you can see there's a large margin up top. The witness Clay Parik, I think his name is, said he took a ruler and measured this. He could see as they were pulling these ballots out that there were many ballots misprinted like this. These ballots were getting rejected from the machines. It's because the machine is expecting to see, see these bars around the edge. It's effectively like a code. It's tracking to make sure that this is the right piece of paper. It was misshapen. So the scanner got an improper image and said, I don't know what this is. Kick it back. When these were rejected, here's where we get. Uh, let me let me let me let me pull up. Here we go. Where is this? Where is the stupid article? I got too many articles pulled up. Uh, here it is. Here it is. Lake's expert witness misprinted ballots would ultimately have been counted. He did not say that this. Oh, man, I can't stand this. You know, I don't like judges who hide behind procedure when an obvious statement of fact is presented to them. Misprinted ballots would have ultimately be counted. That's not what he said. Here's what happens. The witness testifies, okay, that these 19 inch ballots would be rejected. They would not be counted. So the defense, Katie Hobbs and Maricopa County's lawyers basically come in and say, if a ballot is rejected, would it then be duplicated and counted? And the witness responded, that's not possible. And he goes, answer the question. He says, that's, that's not possible. And he says, answer the question. And the judge goes, it's a yes or no question. If you, can't, if you don't understand it, just say you don't understand it. Here's the issue at play. The originals are missing. So this is the manipulation. When they say, he did say they'd be counted. In a general sense, the procedure, and this is why you got to do witness training. Carrie Lake, please. I understand you don't have a lot of time, but this was a trick. It's like the question like, did you stop beating your wife yesterday? It's a, it's a yes or no question. What, what, if the, what if I don't beat my wife? Yes or no question. If you don't understand the question, just say you don't understand. Oh, man. Here's the issue. If a ballot is misprinted due to an intentional change in that printer, and then that ballot gets rejected. It is not so simple as to just say, uh, are rejected ballots duplicated and then counted? Here's how I would answer. And here's how I would, you got to give witness training. Because these other witnesses did a fantastic job. But it was so frustrating to watch, watch Clay. No offense, Clay. I don't blame you for this. They, they, were, they tricked you, okay? They got you. And then the media got their talking point. Here's what you do. It's really, really simple. When, if, if I'm sitting there on the witness stand and I testify, the only way these ballot images were altered was through an intentional act changing the settings on the machine, which would require, require the ability to bypass security measures. Thus, it could not be accidental. Then the guy comes up, defense comes up. Um, if, if, if a 19 inch ballot image is uh, rejected, would it then be duplicated and then counted? Uh, n- no. What was that? But wouldn't it be counted? 
I, I believe I gave you my answer. The answer is no, Your Honor. Would you like me to elaborate? The answer is no. No, it would not be counted. Just say no. This is what the importance of witness training is, okay? Witness training is not to coach them into lying or anything like that. Witness training is to, uh, is to make them understand the context of the question will often be a manipulation or leading on cross. The point is, when they ask, if a ballot is duplicated and rejected, will it be, the, uh, I'm sorry, if a ballot is misprinted and then uh, rejected, would it be duplicated and counted? They are not talking to you about a general global context of what should be. They're asking you specifically about this right now, but they're making the question sound like it's about something totally different. In your mind, you must understand the context is not general policy. It is right now in this moment. And right now in this moment, if a ballot is rejected because it's incorrect, that ballot would not be counted, period. The duplicate ballot with no original is not counted. I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate. I'd say, I, I, you, you know, your, your honor, if you'd like me to, to clarify, this is, a, this is a statement of fact. If John Smith casts a ballot and that ballot is rejected, and then later someone else duplicates the ballot but separates it from the original, that original is not counted in the machine, and we have no reconciliation between the two. Thus, a duplicate without an original is not a valid, valid ballot cast, period. Man, I even, I even, I've been ranting because this was so crazy to watch. I mean, look at this, AZ Central, no smoking gun in Carrie Lake's lawsuit. There's so much to go through, man. I got I to gotta pull up. Look, at Robert Barnes says, Carrie Lake proved everything she needed to today to win her election contest. I'm not a lawyer, Robert is. So we'll see. Because you've got the corporate press saying, nope, nope, nope. You've got lawyers like Robert Barnes and Viva saying, yeah, it looks like it. Here's my layman assessment. These individual witnesses are just that. They're expert witnesses the court doesn't recognize them as experts. They recognize their testimony along with their potential expertise. But this is sworn statements. This is evidence. If someone swears under oath a thing happened, then I believe there needs to be reconciliation for that. Either the person is committing perjury, considering you had three witnesses, four or whatever, and more today. I don't think perjury is, is, is a reasonable response. I think you have to just be, able, uh, or I should say, I don't think it's reasonable to just reject it outright. You need to be like, yeah, I don't think perjury is likely. You need to be, okay, we need to reconcile this. Let me show you this stuff. Robert Barnes. In summation, Carrie Lake proved her case. Hobbs's lawyer's incompetence helped her case even more. Live coverage with Eva Frey. Yeah, I, I think I have this stuff pulled up. I really, I really got to show you. Here's, here's the columnist who said, uh, you know, no, no pea shooter. Look at this. AZ Central, no evidence of misconduct in first day of Carrie Lake election challenge trial. This guy's lying. They testified. There was misprinted ballots that got rejected. They testified. The only way that could have happened was an intentional act, an intentional act by someone with access to the machines. And then you had testimony from, uh, I think I have it up here. Let me, let me, let me see. From, uh, this, this is the guy. This is um, one of the witnesses who said outright, I got to play this for you. He said outright, if the election failure, the tabulator failures didn't happen, Carrie Lake would have won. Oh, I got I got to turn the audio on. Sorry. 
Let me let me make sure I get that audio for you guys. This, we're gonna run. How bad? Don't follow. If you get smacked in the face, don't say, "Huh." Let me ask you my second scripted question that'll allow you to smack me in the face again. But the evidence that you put forward in your declaration was that only 24 of 223 had long. I'm gonna re-ask my dumb question. That's all I was able to conclude in the stop, time. That stop I talking have. right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Stop it. Move on. Issues Shut up. You're not, Move on. You're not a real lawyer. You're not a any real voter lawyer. in Maricopa County may go to any vote center they wish. Correct. Oh, now, now they're That's going to go. You, you could have gone somewhere else. You did not personally witness any voter who left a vote center without casting a ballot after encountering a tabulator. Um, I guarantee you, he did. I get. I wasn't looking for that. So here today, you can't tell me that you witnessed that. I can't, but a lot of the declarations do indicate. And Bill Bill Gates said to go do it. Go to another vote. So I'll pause right there. What the witness uh, so interesting happened in, in the in the trial? He has sworn statements from other witnesses who are observing lawyers. He is testifying to that knowledge. The judge did not let them enter in all of these sworn declarations. He said, pick one or the other, the declarations or the witness, which is kind of weird. But the witness is saying right now. In sworn declarations, this is perjury. These witnesses said many people left the voting stations without voting due to long lines. Station, he, he said it in a video. You have no personal knowledge as to whether these you printing errors. Personal knowledge of how he screwed up this election, election right? Correct. Beyond which, she just asked, "You have no personal knowledge that these printing errors changed the outcome of the election." Here's the witness t- statement. You already testified to, right? Objection, Your Honor. Foundation. Your Honor, I'm just asking whether he knows. His knowledge is the same thing. If you know, sir, and you're able to answer. Well, I, I would say, you know, there's there's only 17,000 roughly votes separating the two candidates for governor. Based on what I saw uh, on election day, I would say there's no question in my mind that had there not been tabulator issues at 132 vote centers, this election would have resulted, would have ended up with Carrie Lake winning. Wow. Testimony that he didn't even get out on direct. She just got out of stock. She gave him the causation. (laughs) He just gave the whole Uh, evidence right there. Summed it up. Because this idiot didn't listen listen to the wise young lawyers and would-be lawyers. Okay, okay, okay. Do not ask a question you don't already know the answer to. Right there, an expert witness... Okay, I should say a a witness with expert testimony and sworn statements just stated due to the amount of issues he saw, 132 different locations with only 17,000 votes separating the candidates. He does believe there is no question in his mind that were it not for those errors, Carrie Lake would be governor. Okay, now I want to make sure I stress this point. This is not an attempt to be a milquetoast fence sitter. It's that this is one guy giving his opinion based on something he saw. We don't know how the judge will take it. I know most of you, probably all of you are sitting there saying it's enough. Robert Barnes is right. I'm not here to say Barnes is right or Viva's right or the judge, you know, he's not yet ruled. I'm just here to tell you these things were stated. They must be reconciled. If the judge, in my opinion, comes back and says, yeah, I heard all this. We've not seen chain of custody documents. We heard sworn statements from an individual that the only way this could have happened was intentional. I'm going to end it here and just say, everybody go home. Katie Hobbs is governor. Yikes. That's the only thing I can say is yikes. 
This country is being gutted and ripped apart because government is comprised of confidence. If people have faith, the system works, then people will say, well, you know, I lost this one. But when you hear sworn statement from numerous witnesses that there was something going on that was problematic, that there was no chain of custody, that the only way it could have happened with the with the printer errors was that it was intentional and from a lawyer and all of these sworn depositions that were it not for the errors, in his opinion, then Carrie Lake would be governor. That must be reconciled. Otherwise, judge, you shatter confidence in the people. YouTube, you shatter confidence in the people. But I'll tell you, maybe that's what they want. I would not be surprised if you came to me and said the people at YouTube and the judge and all these higher ups want the country destroyed. I don't know. The other issue is that maybe they're all just really, really stupid. I'll put it simply. These these people, these intelligence agencies on the surface, I, I, I don't I, I don't know what their true intentions are, but on the surface, they think we're told they want to save this country. So they go, we have to make sure that anyone who rejects election results gets banned. That's the only way to preserve this country. Actually, that's exactly how you destroy it. What I want is to preserve the country. If Katie Hobbs won, and this testimony is just garbled nonsense from people who think they're right, but are actually wrong, please prove it. And let Katie Hobbs be governor. I don't like her, but you know, whatever. You need to build confidence in the system and explain to all of us how this testimony is incorrect. When they say there's no chain of custody documents, you need only show them, Your Honor, here it is. Okay, if we give this to them, will they go away? But they didn't do that. They only made it worse by being like, I don't know, don't have it, don't eat it. That lawyer that just asked that question, it's almost like the incompetence is, 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 insurmountable. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. That, that lawyer was so insanely incompetent. Why are you doing this? This is the crazy thing. That lawyer didn't even have to ask them a freebie. That's why I'm like, maybe they want confidence shattered. They want this country destroyed because you see that that lawyer asking dumb question after dumb question after dumb question, and they keep doing it. They're giving them layups. It's so weird. Here's what I can say right now. Evidence has been presented, but evidence does not mean definitive proof. The de- definitive proof would be like a guy on video bragging and smoking a cigar about how he, per- he tampered with those machines. It would be a video of a guy going to the machine and tampering with it. You'd be like, wow, that's definitive proof. What we have here is circumstantial evidence. This means that individuals provided statements. We've not seen it happen. We've not seen people doing it. We've only been given uh, glimpses based on sworn witness testimony. Now, these, these statements from these individuals need to be reconciled. I am concerned the judge will simply go, eh, don't care. We'll see, though. There's precedent. We talked about this last night. There, there were instances, Luke brought it up, where uh, state level elections were overturned by a judge because of things like this. 
So I will just tell everybody to wait and see. But Kerry Lake is going to appeal this all the way to the Supreme Court, most likely. So this ain't stopping until it's there. Thank you, Kerry Lake, for fighting. Look, we are a country of for and by the people. They call it a democracy. It's not, but sure, whatever. This means we have a right to use the courts to seek reconciliation. If the courts in the end, the Supreme Court says, no, 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 we're done with this, then so be it. But if they don't answer these questions, people are going to lose it. They're going to say the courts are illegitimate, and it's already happening with the left. So we'll see. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. The new Avatar movie is racist and a white man's fantasy. I guess, uh, look, uh, I'm going to roll with this one because I don't like the Avatar series as it is. The original movie I thought was really bad, and I can't believe it got over, what was like $2 billion or whatever amount of, insane amount of money it made. I thought the movie was generic, boring. It's like, it's fine, I guess, but it's generic, unobtainium. And then they're like, we're going to make five of these. And I was like, yeah, please don't. So when they finally announced they're making a new Avatar movie, I was just like, I'm not going to go see that movie. And I still haven't. I have not seen the movie. But what I'm loving is that not only are activists coming out and saying the movie is racist, they're also calling it now a white man's fantasy. Indigenous groups call for a boycott of Avatar 2 after director James Cameron is slammed for being tone deaf and condescending. Okay, (laughs) what does indigenous mean? Let's just break this one down. Indigenous groups. Indigenous to where? Are you talking about indigenous Europeans? Indigenous East Indians? Indigenous Japanese? Oh, you're talking about indigenous British people? Okay, okay, hold on there a minute. This is the Daily Mail reporting, okay? Using the word indigenous. I believe the uh, British are the indigenous, they're white people. White man's fantasy says white people. Okay, we get it. You're talking about America and Native Americans. I just want to point out, please, the Navi are fictional alien creatures with tentacle head things that can connect to each other. They're not appropriating anyone's culture. Oh, but they use bow and arrow. Asians had bows and arrows. Native Americans had bows and arrows. Well, hold on there a minute. Which indigenous are we talking about again? Yeah, but they have braids and they and, and leathers and animals and it's very tribal. Every civilization, every culture was tribal. There's dozens that have braids. They are trying to make it Native American. Okay, well, you know, basically Avatar was space Pocahontas as it is. So whatever. But let's read. And then we can talk about how Avatar 2 is probably going to tank and lose a lot of money in the long run. I think they've done globally like half a billion dollars. It's not bad. But apparently they have to make $2 billion to break even because of the insane costs. The movie's ridiculously long. I've heard bad things about it. And then I'll, you know, I'll tell you why I don't want to see this one. But, but here we go. I love this because it's like there's no winning at all. The fact that and, and if, if you depict... Any kind of culture that is uh, uh, tribal, uh, pre-technological, then you must be making fun of Native Americans. It's the stupidest thing ever. Okay, here we go. A film critic decried Avatar The Way of Water as a white man's fantasy of Native American resistance. 
as at least one indigenous group has called for a boycott of the blockbuster sequel. Yes, yes, yes. Cultural appropriation of the Navi. The film debuted to largely positive reviews, a 78% critic score and 93% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, and nearly half a billion dollars worldwide at the box office. Okay, so nearly, not even. However, Jason Asenap, who comes from Comanche and Muscogee uh, uh, Creek tribes, according to his bio writing for Grist, wrote that he hoped moviegoers would look for indigenous futurism filmmaking from people other than director James Cameron, becoming the latest indigenous critic of the film. Here's what I love about this stuff. It's like James Cameron goes, it's an alien society with limited technology. How does that manifest? In every way we have seen on North Sentinel Island, where there are a bunch of people who are, I believe, black. They may be Indian. I'm not sure. Dark skinned individuals. When helicopters fly near, they fire bows and arrows at it. And they're wearing like loincloth. That is not. It's, it's like, do you think the North Sentinelese got word of the Native Americans and then stole their culture? That's the point. So simply because they show that the Navi are not technologically advanced and use bow and arrow, that this means they're mocking Native Americans. It's like you it's like, imagine there's a clown and he's like dancing around and you look at him and go, hey, stop making fun of me. You're like, what in the clown do you see as yourself? Like, why do you think they're targeting you? Right. It's like when you see, you know, some dude will see like women laughing and then he'll be like, you're laughing at me. And it's like, you are so insecure. Your assumption is they must be talking about you, but you're also narcissistic. Isn't that weird? Asenet points out that you can make up anything you want in a fantastical tale and even have your left leaning cake too. Oh, but that the issue is that Cameron based the original film on the plight of the Lakota Sioux indigenous people. Oh, did he? Cameron, uh, so so apparently he did. Yeah, sure. Cameron told The Guardian in 2010, I couldn't help but think that if the Lakota Sioux had had a time window and they could see the future and they could see their kids committing suicide at the highest rates in the nation because they were hopeless and they were in a dead end society, which is what is happening now, they would have fought a lot harder. Asenep calls the comments from 12 years ago tone deaf, condescending and not the kind of ally I want or need to help tell tell indigenous stories. Oh, yes. Aliens, indigenous stories. Sure. Great. He notes that a Native American group, Indigenous Pride Los Angeles, has called for a boycott of the film. Okay, Um, I I, I genuinely don't know if this is a typo or I just, you know, some kind of glitch. I'm not trying to be mean, but it says as this is a Tali Honana. I'm I'm not trying to pronounce it wrong. Co-chair of the group tweeted, do not watch Avatar The Way of Water. Join natives and other indigenous groups around the world in boycotting this horrible and racist film. Our cultures were appropriated in a harmful manner to satisfy some white man savior complex. No more blue face. Lakota people are powerful. Wait, blue face? The Navi aren't real people. Wait. The critics suggest someone like Taika Waititi himself, the descendants of the Maori, New, New Zealand's indigenous tribes, might have been more sensitive with the material. Asenop wonders about the overall point of the film. Do we need a white guy to dress these issues up in the world of fantasy where 10 foot tall aliens fight hard enough to save the day to prove that they aren't, after all, a dead end society? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I think the movie's really bad for a variety of reasons. It's just, come on, man. These, these people. Okay, so that, that, that's actually her, her name. Azza'a Tele'i Hona'a E'i. Like legit, I, I'm 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 not trying to be mean. I'm trying to uh, pronounce that. You know, forgive me if I'm getting it wrong. I really am trying to pronounce your name correctly. 
Do not watch Avatar The Way of Water. No, she has her pronouns in her bio, too. Join natives and other indigenous groups around the world in boycotting this racist film. James Cameron's anti-indigenous statement on the Lakota. What is this? I felt like I was 130 years back in time watching what the Lakota Sioux might have been saying at a point when they were being pushed and they were being killed and they were being asked to displace and they were being given some form of compensation. This was a, this was a driving force for me in the writing of Avatar. I couldn't help but think that if the Lakota Sioux had a time window and they could see the future. So we, 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 uh, we read that. Blueface. Characters are played by a non-indigenous person. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, we can't be aliens anymore, apparently. James Cameron is guilty of favoring non-indigenous folks to play Navi, an alien race based on many indigenous cultures he appropriated from. This is a form of racist caricature known as Blueface, coined after his infamous film in 2009, Avatar, where a creator appropriates many non-white cultures, blends them together indiscriminately or blatantly, and has white people play or voice them using fiction as a medium to necessitate and validate their world building. I'd just like to point out that Zoe Saldana is not white, but sure, whatever. It is a combination of red face, black face, yellow face, and other racist tools creators use to justify not centering or validating the experiences, voices, faces, and bodies of black, indigenous, and other marginalized people of color, and that color being blue. Zoe Saldana, I don't know what her ethnic background is, but it's not white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have enough proven talent at this point that we don't need out of that. You know, you know what I love? Can I give a shout out to everyone's favorite John Leguizamo, the pest, pestario? Because he complained that Mario and Luigi in the new Mario movie are being voiced by white people. Notably, Mario will be voiced by Chris Pratt. Seems strange. And Luigi by Charlie Day. Actually, that one kind of works. And then he's like, having white actors voice these characters is a step backwards for us. And I'm just, I'm just like, bro, Mario and Luigi are white European guys. This is insanity. But you know what? I'm here for it because I don't like Avatar as it is. Weird blue alien cat people. Uh-huh. Whatever. He basically took Ferngully and Pocahontas and he, and he, and he just remade it. It, it, it. It's so tired. But whatever, man. He made money. I'm not so sure he's going to make money on this one. What did they say? At some point, we had to talk about cultural appropriation of Avatar and white actors are cosplaying as POC. Oh, is that what it is? It's just a mess. And so not necessarily and uh, necessary and no amount of visual effects CGI is going to erase that bad lace fronts, dry synthetic braids. Jesus fix it, she said. This is film critic Kathia Woods contributor for BuzzFeed. These people are never satisfied. They're always finding something to complain about. Cultural appropriation and white savior complex. This is why we can't have nice things. From Deadline. Avatar The Way of Water scores best Tuesday of 2022 with $18.3 million, uh, $18 million domestic rise to $168 million plus box office. So uh, I, I, I ask you, is the narrative all true? They're saying the movie is not doing well, but is it? Honestly, I don't know. Let me, let, let's read a little bit. Wednesday a.m. Avatar The Way of Water scored $18.3 million yesterday, a 13%, uh, 30% gain over Monday. In the best Tuesday of 2022, besting Rise of Gru's $17.5 million. This takes the domestic running total of James Cameron's directed sequel to $168.6 million. Global Tuesday was $58.5 million. 
Overseas running total is 387, uh, 387.3 million for a running worldwide total of 559.9 million. IMAX stateside did 2.2, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, he's going to have to generate $2 billion. That's the, that's the big news here. So what I, what, 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 do they have anything, do they have anything uh, to say? They say globally, Avatar 2 will fly past the half billion point today. The sequel helped propel Disney past the $4 billion worldwide office point this year, the most to date for any studio. You can read the rest of their box office, blah, 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 blah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the modern era where no matter what you do, you're racist. Everything you try to make will be slammed as cultural appropriation, white man savior complex, even when you are talking about aliens. But I'll tell you why I'm here for it. We can talk a little bit about modern politics, and I'll talk to you about the, the first Avatar movie. And I, I very well may end up seeing this movie, but I stress I don't want to. I'm like, I really don't want to see it because the first one was just so dumb. But uh, there's probably a lot of people who are like, I'm a big fan, Tim. You're, you're insulting my, you know, you're allowed to like it. I'm just saying I don't like it, okay? I don't like the movie. You're allowed to like whatever you want to like. I'm not here to rag on what your tastes are. We all have different opinions. But uh, I, I didn't like it. I don't want to see it. I may go see it for, you know, the cultural issue that this is. But let's talk about the modern world. James Cameron. These are the people in Hollywood who have supported wokeness, who have defended it, who have just lied and pandered and said, well, you know, I don't want to stick my neck out. And now they get to reap what they have sown. And it is so juicy and sweet. It's like it's like a fresh ripe peach and you're just biting right into it. It's delicious. The sugars. ooh, It's so ripe. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The people in Hollywood want to constantly push wokeness. They want to be divisive. They want to prop this up. So when they put out their movies and they get roasted for it and they're called racist, I sit back and say, congratulations, Johnny Wokeness Seed. You went around throwing those plants all around. And when we said stop doing it, you said you're a bigot. Now the roosters have come home. The cows are coming home and you get to pay the price for exactly what you decided to do. Okay, so look. I ain't going to come out here and defend you. I'm here for it, baby. Your movie's trash. They're mad at you for being racist. Good. You deserve it. Those are your ideas, not mine. Let's talk about that first Avatar movie, huh? Unobtainium. Okay. This has been a long time coming. And it's not a review of uh, Avatar 2. But I'll tell you why. I don't think anybody needed a sequel to this. I suppose it'll be interesting to see, uh, look at this, he says, Avatar 3 and 4 scenes already shot to avoid Stranger Things issue. What, like people getting older or something, I guess, whatever. So look, in the first movie, you have uh, uh, the, the, the main bad guy dies, Sigourney Weaver dies, it was Pocahontas in space, that I've already said, unobtainium, they need a mineral from, this. the plot was so dumb, like, you, you are coming to a, a planet inhabited by an alien species. And they have this big vein of a, a rare material you need. 
And so you decide we can blow up all these people and destroy their tree or go somewhere else. Yo, your plot is not going to convince me that it was not more cost effective to just mine something else. They did not give me anything. It's just some business guy being like, but look, they got all this metal under that tree and I want it. It's like, well, okay. But I mean, if you're going to have to blow up a bunch of people and go to war, maybe you should just, I don't know, move, move a few miles and go find another vein somewhere else. Sure. They can try and give us the convoluted point of, but everywhere else was also occupied because the little Navi people love living around all this metal. Whatever, man. It was a generic indigenous versus industrialist story with nothing of real merit. And so they decided to make a part two. And I'll tell you what my problem is with the part two. They want to bring back Sigourney Weaver because they said they would, but Sigourney Weaver is dead. So they do this weird, like they make the teenage character Sigourney Weaver. When I found that out, I was just like, come on, dude, lady's like 60 something years old. And they're going to have her voicing this teenage Navi character. And I'm just like, whatever, man, not injured. That's so stupid. Then they say they're going to bring back the bad guy. Ah, here we go. Look, I know I didn't see the movie. Maybe many of you who did see it are like, Tim, Tim, no, it's it's, it's pretty good. I know. I'm sure the movie is entertaining. I'm going to say it outright. I bet I will enjoy this movie. I don't want to see it because it feels generic. Like, I couldn't believe it when it was back when Avengers came out, Endgame, and they were like, Avatar was the highest grossing film of all time and Avengers can't beat. And I was like, Avatar? Really? I guess it was like they spent so much money on the CGI. It was groundbreaking or something. I just, I didn't think the movie was that good. I didn't think the CGI was all that inspiring. And then Endgame was the culmination of this 10 year project and it couldn't crack that number. And I was like, really? Not that I think Endgame was all that great. It was fun. Infinity War was legit. But then uh, uh, Avengers cheated. Disney or Marvel, they whoever, I don't remember if, if Disney owned it at the time, they cheated. What they did was they were like, we're extending the theatrical run with special features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't beat Avatar. And that's a sad day for all of us. The blue cat people Pocahontas did more than a 10 year Marvel project that made billions of dollars. How about that? These Marvel movies gross like a billion bucks each. And their ultimate culmination could not beat Avatar without some kind of cheating. We get it. Modern culture is stagnant, man. This is the real reason they decided to make a new Avatar. Now, James Cameron was talking about how they wanted to make two, three, four, and five for a decade, and they didn't do it. So they want to come back, what, 13, 14 years later and be like, look, here's the sequel. It's finally done. Okay, that's fine. But my issue is all they keep doing is rehashing old stories with nothing, nothing relevant, nothing new. They, they inject wokeness into this stuff. It's, it's garbage. Maybe this movie won't be so woke. I don't know. Maybe, you know, I'll go, I'll go see it. We'll see. But they keep regurgitating the same stuff. And then I'm, I'm thinking of music. I'm thinking of movies. I'm thinking of video games. And I'm like, all we ever get is a rehashing of the same old story. And now they're thinking, they're, they're, they, th- they probably thought, you know what? We should, we should now do a sequel to this movie because everyone's going to want to see the sequel because it's been so long and the movie was such a highest grossing thing. Maybe. I don't know. It seems to be doing all right, despite the fact there are detractors who are trying to claim that it's failing. I'm not so sure it will. I mean, the reporting is it's probably not going to make enough money, so it may be spiral out. But maybe this boycott will really work. Maybe the woke people will refuse to see it because it's racist, because the 2008 era, when they released the movie the first time, ain't the same as the modern era. Y'all wanted to make money off this, but y'all cultivated the wokeness. So the only thing I have to say is I hope you don't break even. 
I don't know for, about James Cameron specifically. I'm just saying Hollywood deserves to get all of the woke activists coming for them, attacking their movies and boycotting it. Here's ultimately what I think, though. I think the stronger likelihood is in the movie making money. Uh, I don't think it'll be the highest grossing movie of all time based on its current trajectory, but I, I could be wrong. I mean, it's been like a week or something, but uh, I, I think it'll do all right. I think the average person doesn't really care about this wokeness stuff. And so you got people talking about um, like, uh, I don't, I don't want to get into politics, but with the RNC, you've got a bunch of people saying that they're going to support the, the, the establishment. Some people saying they're going to support the, the, the up and comer, which is Harmony Dillon. And the reality is the secret ballot. The secret ballot is people can publicly say one thing, but then go vote another way. And that's what I see here. The woke people are going to come out. They're going to call for a boycott. Leftists are all going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, geez. You know, the movie's so bad. And they're going to go home and the friend's going to be like, you want to go see that movie? And they're going to go, yeah, sure. Then they're going to show up and then James Cameron's going to get his money. They're not going to learn their lesson because the average person doesn't care. But eventually they will. Eventually they will cause enough damage to themselves. Like when um, Scarlett Johansson was going to play a trans man character, a character that was biologically female that uh, that transitioned to male, I believe. And then the activists complained. So Scarlett Johansson bailed out of the role and the movie collapsed. And it's kind of sad because there were trans activists who were like, this was a huge opportunity for trans lead characters. And you you killed it because you didn't want the biggest movie star in the world to portray a trans man. Hey, look, woke people, you reap what you have sown. So I'm going to sit back. I'm going to watch the movies and the cartoons and the TV shows that I like. And y'all can enjoy whatever nonsense you've created for yourselves. In the meantime, James Cameron can make all the money in the world with a new Avatar movie, but it is what it is. I suppose the last thing I'll say is, yeah, yeah, I'll probably go see it. Not because I want to. I didn't want to go see the, the, the Rise of Skywalker either, but I, I, I had to because it's a, a cultural phenomenon. And if I'm going to comment on it, I should probably know what the movie's all about. So I'll go see it. I've heard some bad reviews. I've heard the movie's really slow. And I've heard there's like huge portions that don't need to be in the film. And they're trying to, to awe you with visuals. But like, dude, I play video games, man. It's 2022. It's not 2008. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.